following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. gentlemen welcome back happy wednesday you are here with another episode of fantasy beasts where to find them the fantasy football podcast uh again just myself today i am here to discuss some of the week one the preseason stellar standouts as well as talk about the uh last position we really have in terms of uh draft talk tight end position but we'll get into the players first who really stood out this week in the preseason, starting off the New England Patriots-New York Giants game. Uh, from the Giants, a guy who might go under the radar in some scenarios here, but running back Antonio Williams uh, had nine rushes for 61 yards and a touchdown, added one catch on top of that. Um, most people go, ah, he's a camp body, who cares? Not necessarily here, guys. A guy who followed coach Brian Dable over from Buffalo and a position where after Saquon, it's pretty wide open on that running back room. Antonio Williams might be worth watching to see if he starts rising up the depth chart, especially if he starts to have a really good camp here. Um, worth the while, good average on that on those yardage there. Over 6.1 yards per carry with that touchdown. An intriguing name nonetheless. Another uh, young kid who's bouncing around from team to team here. Wide receiver Colin Johnson, formerly of Texas Hook'em Horns, uh, drafted in the fifth round to the Jaguars a couple years ago. He has seven catches for 82 yards with the Giants uh, in this game. Obviously, he's getting a lot of mop-up duty, but showing that he's still going to make the best of a uh, situation there and put some numbers up in the process. And then New England side, uh, last year's, Preseason standout, Christian Wilkerson, he goes 8 for 99, no touchdowns on the day. A solid day, though, for a guy who a lot of people were dra- were targeting late in fantasy drafts last year, continuing to do it again this year. Staying a wide receiver, though, for New England. Uh, I mean, Bailey Zappi's a guy we could talk about. Had a decent day, decent enough day as a first time playing in the pros. But uh, former Saints wide receiver, Lil Jordan Humphrey, he goes 6 of 62 in a touchdown for the uh, Pats the other day. A decent enough day to keep an eye on him to see if he can maybe make a, a roster out of camp. The next game on the slate, guys, Tennessee-Baltimore. Not a whole bunch of intriguing talent there. Uh, probably the biggest name really being Malik Willis. The The passing stats weren't necessarily stellar. 6 of 11, 107 yards, no touchdowns. But he also adds 5 of 38 one rushing touchdown and a beautiful rushing touchdown it was. Um, really, just just showed his grit, showed the fact that he wants to play, and showed that he has a knack for making plays. On the opposite side of the ball, though, we have uh, Isaiah Likely out of Coastal Carolina, the rookie tight end from Baltimore. He had four of forty-four, made a name for himself, known a little bit there. Um, 
it really has been making waves through camp. He's been making the difficult catches. He looks like he's really suited to come in and unseat Nick Boyle as the number two tight end there. Obviously, a long way to go to take over Mark Andrews' job, but likely, really likely to get some playing time this year. Also, Makai Polk, former Mississippi State wide receiver. He goes 6 of 43, a team that's very desperate for wide receivers here. An intriguing name to watch going forward. The Atlanta Falcons and the Detroit Lions here. Um, Desmond Ritter, Cincinnati quarterback, uh, mid-round pick for Atlanta there. The accuracy wasn't beautiful. It was what else he did on the day, though, uh, that really makes it impressive. He was 10 of 22 on the day, threw for 103 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions, uh, also ran six times for 59 yards, was able to put up 150 yards in about a half of playing time, which isn't bad. Obviously, accuracy's concerns, you know, you could see him come and go. That was the big thing on Josh Allen. He was inaccurate, and he's now currently one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Also on the Atlanta side, the stats don't pop off when you look at just the individual numbers, but your yard per carry and the fact that he was able to do some really good stuff in the limited time on the field. Tyler Algier, the running back, third-round pick, uh, three rushes, 25 yards, averaged over eight yards per carry on the day. And also picked up the blitz very well when asked to. Uh, Detroit sent the blitz early and often, and Algier was there to constantly pick that up. Wide receiver Tom Kennedy, last year's preseason standout, continues to go. Uh, eight catches, 104 yards in preseason. Uh, he had a couple big games last year. He makes his way around and generally ends up being a practice squad guy. Reminds of uh, all the Bills fans of like uh, Brandon Riley from a couple years ago. Always has a decent preseason game. Doesn't seem to uh, equate for the regular season. But I'm going to put Amonra St. Brown on this list, too. He only had two targets, but he went two of two for 29 yards in his, I believe, only drive that he was out there with Jared Goff. Uh, through camp, they've been saying, you know, St. Brown is really looking like the guy. He's He's been thrown in early and often by Jared Goff. And the fact that in one drive, they found him twice for 29 yards. It's promising for your mid-round selection of Amon or St. Brown. Cleveland-Jacksonville here. Uh, nothing really to talk about or glow about with Jacksonville. Travis Etienne didn't have a great day statistically. Yeah, he had a couple runs that looked well, but like the average wasn't there. He, he wasn't. He's not looking like the guy that everybody was hoping. Obviously, he's still re- recovering, so we'll see how that goes as we get into the preseason. But Cleveland, not going to talk about Deshaun and his horrendous one-of-five day. But Josh Rosen, a possible... Stop gap while they're waiting, and I mean he's a former first rounder. He was six to seven for fifty six. It looks like he was confident and poised in the pocket there, and didn't have a bad night. Uh, but also on the Cleveland side, running back Jerome Ford, a guy that we kind of really liked out of Cincinnati this year. Uh, he goes ten rushes for fifty seven yards, one touchdown on the ground, and four additional catches for forty five yards and a touchdown through the air. Jerome Ford really made it work. Only had 14 uh, touches on the day. Still managed to have 102 total yards and two touchdowns. Man, if you were a fantasy football player and you're going off of yardage and in a PPR league, that's a 26-point day for that guy. That's not going to make you upset in the least. New York Giants, Philadelphia Eagles. No real stellar play that we have to talk about. Obviously, the injury to Zach Wilson. Um, he's out two to four weeks. Should be good for the regular season, though. Tight ends are really where I want to specify here. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles' Dallas Goder didn't get a lot of playing time. Uh, was obviously first team, and Jalen Hurts was getting roughed up a bit here by the Jets' defense. 
Jets defense came in early hot, and they were they were swinging. Dallas Goddard caught one at about the seven, fought through two guys, and lunged into the end zone for a touchdown. That's that's it. One catch, 22 yards, one touchdown. Wasn't that it was like, oh, his stat line was crazy. The drive was there, and he's making midseason catches early in preseason. Um, and quite honestly, Jalen Hurts looked solid throughout. So showing you that Hurts is going to probably lean into Dallas Goddard a little bit more this year. And the up-and-comer, um, two catches, three total yards, and one touchdown. Jeremy Ruckert, Ohio State tight end. Um, he made the catches when he needed to. So I'm intrigued to see how they bring him along. Obviously, he's behind some talent on the depth chart there, so they don't have to rush him into action, but we'll see if Ruckert ends up being the pro that we liked out of his uh, college tape. Carolina-Washington game, we don't really have anything to report. No real Players jumping off the paperwork there for us. Same with Kansas City, Chicago. Although a beautiful highlight reel catch by Darnell Mooney, 26-yarder. Looking over his shoulder as he's being blanketed on that same shoulder by the cornerback. Is able to duck under, readjust, and go up and make the contested catch. And just an absolute hell of a play by Mooney. A guy we talked up a little bit last show. Arizona and Cincinnati. One player here. Uh, undrafted rookie out of Wisconsin from Cincinnati, Kendrick Pryor. Four catches, 89 yards, and a touchdown. They targeted him seven total times in the day. Um, a guy who's going to be interesting to see if he can continue to make a splash and make a team here. A very wide receiver deep squad already. Um, Green Bay and San Francisco. I'm not going to talk up Trey Lance. Not a whole bunch of uh, sample size there. and It's kind of exactly what we saw in college from him. Limited sample size. You were able to get him to bite on what he couldn't, couldn't do. And he just threw the deep ball very well. Um, if he's doing this against top starting corners in the NFL, I don't know if it's going to be the same response. However, I will say the catch up here was Danny Gray going two of 99 for a touchdown and Ray Ray McLeod, an all pro returner going four of 63 in a touchdown. McLeod and Gray both had a, uh, had some nice catches. And I'm also going to talk up the rookie Romeo Dubes from Green Bay. Three for 45 and a touchdown for him. A guy that has really been taking the bull by the horns of however they've asked him to in Green Bay. Uh, fourth round pick that's taken a lot of early meaningful snaps and he looks to keep it competent here. Next game we've got Indianapolis and Buffalo. Maybe it's just that I'm a Bills fan, but I have a lot of names on this list for this game. First and foremost, quarterback Sam Ellinger, formerly of Texas. Uh, goes 10 of 11 for 88 and two touchdowns. That's impressive because the Bills' defense is pretty damn good, and he still made it work. Uh, Nick Foles also 7 of 11, 72 yards and a touchdown. And mid-round pick rookie tight end Jelani Woods, 6 with 7 freak show. Dude is fast as the wind, two catches, 22 yards and a touchdown. On the Buffalo side of the ball, Matt Barkley, 18 of 24, 224 yards. No touchdowns, but he did throw a pick. Much better day, though, than uh, his counterpart, Case Keenum, in the race for the backup job there. Zach Moss. Again, numbers not really jumping off the board here because it's not a ton of yardage. But three rushes for 37 yards. Like, that's that's a damn good uh, day there. You're averaging 12 yards a carry. He had a 25-yard just, just break free, and he was gone. But Zach Moss had a good day on the ground, guys. Rookie wide receiver out of Boise from Buffalo. Khalil Shakur goes 5 of 92, no touchdowns. Uh, 2022 sixth round pick wide receiver Isaiah Hodgkins goes nine of 77, no touchdowns. So both those guys really commanding 
the uh, attention from Indy's secondary and carved it up a little bit. And then the bit unheard of here, I believe, but of Virginia Tech, Raheem Blackshear, six rushes for 11 yards, but two touchdowns on the day on the ground, and four catches for 60 yards. So, I mean, touched the ball a grand total of 10 times, had 71 yards total on 10, 10 touches and two touchdowns. Not a bad day for the rookie. And if he, if it is indeed that tough to make the Bills running back spot, because it's going to be tough, you've added a lot of talent there. That's a guy who might get tabbed and picked up by a team in the end of the preseason here, at least with a roster spot. Uh, Pittsburgh, Seattle. I get to talk about two quarterbacks that have been trashed a lot this offseason in a good way. First off, we'll go with Drew Locke out of Seattle. He goes 11 of 15, 102 yards and two touchdowns. Didn't make any real bad, poor choices. Uh, held on the ball well. Yes, he was just above 66% accuracy. But, uh, I mean, honestly, the only thing I'd ask more is probably the yardage. But, man, if he throws 25 times a game, or if he gets 25 completions a game on 35 or 40 throws, and he's at 275 and three touchdowns, Seattle's not complaining. That's that's a consummate pro, and it's not a bad year for him if he can do that. Um, former mid-round pick a couple years back, running back DJ Dallas, 10 rushes, 73 yards, adding another or adding one catch for 17 yards and a touchdown, finds his way into the end zone. The rushing average being 7.3 yards per carry was impressive. Um, a guy that I think a lot of people are going to have to monitor, especially with Chris Carson's retiring, uh, Rashad Penny now injured again. So DJ Dallas, a guy to watch in that Seattle running back race. Pittsburgh Panther, Pittsburgh Steeler running back, Pittsburgh legend, Kenny Pickett. He goes 13 of 15 on the day, 95 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, rushes three times for 16 yards. That's kind of the player they all knew he was out of pit. And he doesn't look bad. Granted, yes, against lower competition. Uh, I believe he got the second or third team reps on the day, but a solid stat line, nonetheless. One of the better ones of a lot of the rookies, considering someone like Matt Corral goes one of nine on the day. Uh, Anthony McFarland, former high, uh, I believe, third or fourth round pick from Pittsburgh. Obviously fell out of favor there. They go and get uh, Najee Harris. McFarland has a solid day here. Seven rushes, 56 yards. And rookie out of Georgia, George Pickens. Three for 43 and a touchdown. A guy who's been tearing up camp continues to look good in the game. Miami, Tampa Bay. I'm sorry, Miami fans. I'm not going to mention you guys really at all. Uh, Not a whole bunch that I fell in love with. Honestly, the only one being Lynn Bowden. I think he had like three for 55 and a touch. And you're looking to trade him anyways. So you're just trying to force the ball into his hands in the preseason to up his value. Um, But Tampa Bay, on the other hand, Kyle Trask gets pretty much the entire game. 25 of 33, 258. Yes, he threw a pick, but it was one touchdown to one pick. Um, looked very poised, made some very good throws along the way. A guy who I loved last year, and he's a second-round pick to learn from Brady. Let's see how this continues to develop with Tom in front of him for one more year. Uh, this year, high-end draft pick Rashad White. He goes 7 for 32. Not a bad day on the ground for him. Receiver Tyler Johnson leads the way. Six catches for 73 yards. Uh, undrafted rookie. Out of South Dakota State, Jareth Stearns. He goes 4 of 51 in a touchdown. He led uh, NFB, I believe, last year. He was like 17 touchdowns. Stearns had a great year. Uh, undersized, 
small school kid, but making a name for himself at this level. And a guy we loved last year, Jalen Darden, uh, gets limited playing time, and that's a good thing. Not like limited playing time in the fourth, like limited playing time in the first quarter with Gabbard on the field and uh, makes the most out of it with one catch for 21 yards and a touchdown. Did indeed win that starting kick returning job, it looks like as well. Uh, Houston, New Orleans, the only real big note of this game. Running back Damian Pierce of Florida, the young rookie from Houston. He has five rushes for 49 yards. Uh, almost 10 yards a carry average for Pierce. Really good day there. Dallas and Denver. Dallas rookie tight end from Wisconsin, Jake Ferguson, three catches, 29 yards in his debut. Uh, Dallas last year, wide receiver that they drafted, Simi Fihoko, two catches, 18 yards, and a touchdown. He's putting that big body at work. The LA Rams and LA Chargers, a bunch of unknown commodities, guys. Uh, backup quarterback Bryce Perkins, 10 of 17, 133, two touchdowns in the day. Also eight rushes for 39 yards. Undrafted free agent out of Montana State, six foot three, Lance McCutcheon. Five catches, 87 yards, two touchdowns for the Rams. A name to keep an eye on, uh, I guess, is uh, his injuries develop. And if he doesn't make the Rams roster with how deep they are, where he falls. Other undrafted free agents out of South Dakota State from 2020, Michael Bandy, seven catches, 73, one touchdown for the Chargers. And Joe Reed, four for 61 and one touchdown as well for the Chargers. Chargers threw the ball well the other day. And the last game of the, that we're going to discuss here, Minnesota-Las Vegas to close the week out. The intriguing name here, a guy who was pretty much redshirted his whole rookie year. They were pretty concerned that he wasn't going to be that good of a player. But Kellen Mond goes 9 of 14 for 119 yards and two touchdowns in his uh, game this week. Running back, Ty Chandler goes five carries for 50 yards. And Kenny Nguengu goes seven for 41 on the ground. Two catches for 18 yards for the air. Uh, decent enough day for him. Tight end discussion, though. Uh, we're going to go with the top 20 tight end list. I'll read them off, and then I'll kind of give my share of who I think should be where on these. Uh, starting off, number one, Travis Kelsey. Number two, Mark Andrews. Number three, Kyle Pitts. Number four, George Kittle. Number five, Darren Waller. Number six, Dalton Schultz. Number seven, Dallas Godert. Number eight, TJ Hawkinson. Number nine, Dal- uh, Dawson Knox. Number 10, Zach Ertz. Number 11, Hunter Henry. Number 12, Pat Fryermuth. 13, Cole Kmet. 14, Mike Gesecki. 15, Noah Font. 16, Robert Tunyon. 17, Gerald Everett. 18, Tyler Higby. 19, Albert Akbaguanum. Uh And 20, Irv Smith Jr., the top three, I think, are your most solidified thing you could have here. Kelsey, Andrews, Pitt, whatever order you want to put him in. I think, yes, Pitts has officially put himself and will officially put himself in there. He's looked like an animal through camp. Um, Kittle at four, I think, is the cleanest uh, four option. Darren Waller can be anywhere from five to eight. Healthy Darren Waller could be anywhere from three to eight. But Darren Waller, if he can't remain healthy, continues to be the next best available option, but can sometimes hurt you. Dalton Schultz at six scares me a little. We've got the contract hold out. He did have a little bit of injury issues last year. Where are we at on that? I don't think he's going to go as hard. I can see Dalton Schultz being a guy who I'd rather have it around the nine to 12 range. Yes, he's a number one tight end. No, I don't want to draft him as a top number one tight end. Dallas Goder to me is the guy who can move up to six. Uh, Hammer Hawkinson, really, it's coin flip here. They're, I guess Goder's got the highest upside. 
Hawkinson's got the low or the highest floor. Uh, Hawkinson's a guy who usually is going to get you 10 to 12 points any given week in a PPR league. He adds a touchdown to that. You're happy with a 20 point game. Godet's a guy who can get you 30 to 35 points, but he's also the guy who's going to come out and potentially give you four to five because he's only got two catches for 30 yards one week. Um, a higher end boom, bigger end bust. Dustin Knox here at nine. Um, I'd maybe move him down one to 10. I don't hate Dawson Knox. He's very touchdown dependent uh, and hopefully can stay on the field, but there's also so many targets to go around and we'll see how that bodes in Buffalo. Zach Ertz at 10. I can drop him to about 15 to 20. I don't need him as a top tight end still. He's over the age of 31 and he was not the same tight end. He had a couple big games with it with Arizona, but other than that, like it would be three, four points and then 25, three, four, 22, like, very inconsistent there. Hunter Henry, I'm uh, not also buying in on that just because every sign is pointed to the fact that it's not been him um, as the top tight end in New England this year. I'm blanking on the other dude's name. But, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the honest thought here is that Hunter Henry is not going to be the guy you're looking at through most of this. I believe I still have him in my Dynasty League, so I'm going to try to see if I can get it here real quick. Yep, Janu Smith. Janu Smith was the guy who, through most of the offseason, has been the better-looking tight end in New England. So, again, that's a shit shoot. Maybe he's a backup tight end. Yes, I don't want one as a starter. Pat Ferrer with the 12 is a guy who I could put at 9. I think he's going to continue to grow. He's got a rookie and or Mitch Trubisky at tight end. They like to throw at the tight ends. Frymuth is the guy who I think can move forward. A lot of people are talking up Cole Komet. I'm okay with him being maybe at that 10-11 spot. If you take him as your top option as a as a flyer tight end, I'm worth it. But don't be upset if he doesn't necessarily pan out. He's in kind of the same boat here as Adam Troutman is. This is that boomer bust year. Like, you got to see it this year or you kind of just admit that it's no longer there. Mike Gusecki realistically can be a back half top tight end. The problem is is two of the quarterbacks. Two and him never got along well. They don't work well as a team. Uh, Noah Font, 15. Ugh. My heart tells me put him at like 11, 12, but also Pete Carroll's there, so my brain tells me put him at like 18, 19, because Pete Carroll has never stuck with one tight end and rolled with it, and it usually ends up messy in Seattle. Robert Tunyon, 16. I could probably drop him to the back half of my tight end twos. He's coming off a pretty big big injury. Josiah DeGuara really got a lot of reps there at the back half of the year and continues to look good in camp. I'm not buying the Robert Tunyon love yet. Gerald Everett, 17. Yes, it's the Chargers. Yes, they just used Jared Cook very well. I don't know if I want to love that, though, because Donald Parham's still look decent in camp. They really like Parham's red zone option. And Everett, I feel like, has always been this high upside guy, and he never produces at the level. Tyler Higby at 18 is probably your safest tight end to bet. He's consistent. You know what he's going to get. It's probably only around 8 to 12, unless there's a big touchdown game involved. Um, but I like Higby as being like a top-tier tight end, too. Albert Ockbuck-Wanham is the ultimate um, concern slash upside bet. You got Russ throwing the ball, and if you really want to target your tight ends, it might really be worth a shot there. And Irv Smith Jr., guy who had a great camp last year in Minnesota, 
gets hurt right before the season. No one knows what he can really do. People were taking him as a tight end one. I'd be okay taking him as a high end tight end two, especially if you miss one of these elite guys. Uh, but I think that'll do it for this episode, guys. We will be back on Friday. We will be doing another mock draft. We'll make that one pretty quick, pretty easy. But uh, shout out to our sponsors, Jeanette at the Herapy Sessions Buffalo, Charlie at Renegade Studios down in St. Petersburg, Florida, and our dude Kyle at Chicken Dippin'. Because nothing goes better with football than chicken wings. And nothing goes better with chicken wings than blue cheese. And you better be putting your blue cheese in some chicken dippin'. Why? Because I said so. Use code 716 for 15% off your order. And until next time, guys, you keep on looking for those fantasy beasts. We'll show you exactly where to find them. Peace out, guys.